the most important thing that you can do as a business is to get your visitors to make a decision. Coming to you in your speakers from Dubai to all around the globe. This is James Reynolds Traffic Jam Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what's up there, listeners? Welcome back to Traffic Jam, the podcast show that teaches you how to get more traffic and build a profitable audience online. I am, of course, your host, James Reynolds. You're tuned into show number 42, and we're mixing things up a little bit this week, deciding to go lean and mean with this episode. So no one-minute traffic tip this week, no this week's news in traffic, just an intro, a content-packed episode, and then the Traffic Jam to play out the show. TrafficJamCast.com A couple of shout-outs to open up this episode. First of all, Mohit Jane. He sent me an email this week and said, I just love Traffic Jam and I love the selection of people you bring on board. Just amazing. You're doing a fabulous job and the content you share is outstanding. So hat tip to you, Mohit. Appreciate that. The second Traffic Jam shout out is to Paul Hatton, who left me a SpeakPipe message asking all about duplicate content and how it affects SEO. If you'd like to hear my answer to that question, head on over to seosherpa.com, the home to my SEO agency, and uh, you'll get to hear my response. You, you may just find it useful. So let's introduce today's guest. He's Tim Page, and he's the conversion educator at leadpages.net, which is a piece of software that helps you not just build traffic, but build an audience. Does that sound familiar? Well, I think you're going to resonate with today's episode hugely. A lot of great tips shared by Tim, uh, whose, uh, whose hobbies and interests extend to marketing and business, according to his pre-questionnaire he filled out for me, which is uh, kind of useful, really, because that's also what he does for a job as well. So let's get him on board. This is Tim Page, the Lead Pages Conversion Educator, Traffic Jam Episode 42. So this is Traffic Jam episode number 42 and joining me right across, right over there is Tim Page from Lead Pages and he's the conversion educator. Tim, welcome. What's going on, James? Thanks so much for having me on today. Yeah, I'm super stoked you can be here. It's um, going to be a fun chat. Let me open up with uh, a question around Lead Pages itself. Now, I am a Lead Pages customer. Today, awesome. I logged into my account and I could uh, sort by conversion rate using the feature that you have there. And I found that eight out of 10 pages that are performing best inside lead pages right now are webinar registration pages. Now, does that leave us some clues? Are webinars the number one activity for lead generation right now? Yeah, so I, I will say yes, but with a caveat. So I am absolutely obsessed with webinars. I do almost, uh, I would say I do all of our webinars here at Lead Pages. And uh, I think that they are probably one of the best vehicles for building your business. Um, in the world. However, I think that they should only come on the back end 
of having a great autoresponder sequence because it's really difficult to live by the one-time promotion like the webinar or you know the the sales of the bonuses or the pricing increases and all this kind of stuff those things are all fantastic and you know they're great tools to be used but i really believe they should only be used uh, after you have some sort of automated follow-up sequence in place that's making sure that there's marketing happening even when you're not working. Yeah, got it. So what you're saying is that webinars work best when there's some form of warm-up marketing, some you know authority building on the front end, and it's pretty hard to drive cold traffic to, to webinars. Would that be the case? Yes and no. Yeah. So, I mean, we do drive a lot of cold traffic to webinars, and we do have a lot of success with that. But I just think that what happens is a lot of people will see, uh, you know, they'll see lead pages doing webinars and they'll see, you know, uh, all of these Fortune 500 B2B software companies doing webinars. And then they'll see, you know, all of these great information product marketers doing webinars and all this stuff. And it looks so sexy and so cool. And, you know, we we spout all these tactics. I mean, we have a, a webinar registration page that's converting at 70% right now. Yeah, and nice. we're oh, we're getting 30 to 50% you know, closing to sales on webinars and stuff like that. And you hear these amazing numbers and they're awesome. But the problem is, you know, depending on where you're at in your business, there's a certain point where uh, it, it only makes sense to do that uh, if you have other mechanisms in place that are taking care of marketing for you so that you don't live and die by the promotion. Because again, in order to grow and scale in business, you have to have some sort of evergreen marketing process in place. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'd certainly vouch for that. Um, let's talk real quick about lead pages as a software. Um, perhaps you can just tell us a brief overview of both what it does and kind of how the whole system came about. Yeah, sure. So lead pages is software that just takes the latest and greatest of what's been tested and proven in marketing and does it for you. Uh, so the thing that we're probably most well known for is our landing page template. So we have uh, templates for things like you know, just regular squeeze page landing pages uh, that have been tested and proven to convert incredibly well. We have great webinar registration pages. We have sales pages. Um, and, and with all of these different kinds of pages that we have, you know, launch pages and all that, uh, we have this amazing builder that allows you to go in and just kind of click on something and change it. So if you want to change the headline, great, click it. If you want to, you know, change the the image and the background and all this stuff, you can do all of that. Uh, but they're already laid out and tested and proven to work. But the things that I think I get most excited about are we have this feature called lead boxes. And what lead boxes are, are basically it allows you to have an opt-in form appear whenever somebody takes an action like clicking on a link or a button. So one thing that we found that's been just absolutely unbelievable to build our list uh, and, and tons of people that use lead pages is if you get rid of that kind of old sidebar opt-in, that everybody's had forever. You know, we've all had this sidebar opt-in where it says, you know, subscribe to get updates. And then there's a form for name and form for email and then click to get updates. And everybody has always believed that the key idea there is that if you give people as few steps as possible, then you're going to get a higher conversion rate. And that might be true under most circumstances. However, we found that when you remove that sidebar opt-in and replace it with something we call a lead box, so we just maybe put a banner there or a button no, no forms, just a button where somebody clicks it, you know, it says maybe click here to, you know, download our free guide or click here to get updates or whatever it is. And somebody clicks that and an opt-in form appears. So it's like a pop-up box, but it's a pop-up box that only appears when somebody asks for it. We found a, an increase in conversion rate of about 30% when people do that. 
And, um, and it's really been, it's been huge for our business and for a lot of our customers as well. So that's been another feature. We've really, we, we've been doing kind of everything that we could to continue improving this process of getting website visitors to take action. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about those lead boxes. I mean, that is a, a pretty significant increase in performance. Why do you think that whole act of essentially hiding the opt-in form behind an action results in so much better of a conversion increase? Yeah. So we kind of refer to this as a two-step opt-in. So uh, I really believe that the reason that the two-step opt-in works better than the one-step opt-in, which is the standard kind of opt-in form, uh, there's three main reasons that we found, and this is not theory, by the way. Um, I, I'm I'm kind of behind this practice of I don't uh, I don't like to spout off theories and concepts, and I don't like to share something that's only been split tested two or three times. I really believe in in things that have been tested and proven, and we have over a billion points of data to back up anything that I'm going to share with you today. So I just wanted to get that out of the out there. So three reasons. One is we found that when people come to a site. Um, subconsciously, they make an immediate determination whether that page is a giving page or a taking page. Okay, so a giving page or a taking page. And we found that when the opt-in form is immediately visible when somebody comes to a site, they look at that as a taking page. Okay, and so they go there and they get to your site and they see there's an opt-in form in the header and an opt-in form in the sidebar and an opt-in form in the middle of the post. And and they just go, you know, kind of subconsciously, all this site is here to take something from me. But when you only give them the opt-in form, when they say, hi, I'd like to opt in, okay, in obviously much better terms, um, then and they look at that like a giving page, right? It's like, I've clicked this button saying, I would love to give you my email address so that you can send me this thing. That's the first reason. The second reason is that, uh, believe it or not, everybody, everybody, or not everybody, I'm, I'm working on this process of not generalizing, but so many people believe that the most important thing that, that uh, you need to do, your most important action as a business, is to get people to buy something. Uh, and then a lot of people think that the main action is to get people to opt in. And those are two fantastic things. But really, the most important thing that you can do as a business is to get your visitors to make a decision. Okay, and that could be a decision about buying, opting in, clicking, whatever it is. And so the, the two-step opt-in forces people to make a decision because if the opt-in box is, is visible right on the page, somebody could go to that page, scroll around, and just leave. But the minute they click that button or click that link that makes that opt-in form appear, they're forced to make a decision about whether or not they want to opt-in, right? They can only do one of two things. They can either say no and click the, the X on the form or they can enter their email address. And the reality is 100% of the people who don't make a decision about whether or not to opt in on your site will not opt in on your site, right? So I gotta say that again because it's confusing. 100% of the people who don't make a decision about whether or not to opt in on your site will not opt in on your site. But some percentage of the people who do make a decision about whether or not to opt in on your site will opt in on your site. So so this is super interesting. So 100% of the people uh, if if you got 100% of the people in the world to make some decision about whether or not to opt in on your site, you could have the world's worst conversion rate and still have the biggest mailing list of anybody in the universe because you would have done that magical thing, which is getting people to make a decision. So that's kind of the second reason. And the third reason is that that opt-in form, that two-step opt-in uh, creates something called behavioral inertia. So if you can get somebody to commit at a low level of commitment, uh, which clicking on a link or clicking on a button is a very low level of commitment. We're used to doing that. We do it all day long, right? So if you can get somebody to commit at a low level of commitment by clicking on a link or a button, 
the likelihood that you'll get them to commit at a higher level of commitment by opting in increases significantly because again, they're in this pattern of compliance. They've already clicked the button, they might as well opt in. And, uh, and I've, I've got an extensive sales background. I was in sales for years and years and years. And the thing about that is uh, one of the first techniques that you ever learn in sales is something called a yes ladder, right? So you get people to say yes to a bunch of little things that don't really mean much, that are easy to say yes to, that you know people are gonna say yes to. And then when you ask them to buy, since they're already in this pattern of going, yes, 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 it's much easier to just say yes when you ask them to buy. But if you're in a pattern of going, yes, 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 and then you want to switch to no, it's actually difficult. It requires a lot of thought. And so that's kind of the whole thing about how or why this, why our lead boxes work so well. Yeah, well, I'm going to, I'm going to add testament to this um, almost with kind of version 1.0 of what you're talking about. And I guess if we can refer our listeners to the episode page of Traffic Jam, what they'll find there is beneath the show notes, they'll find a, a button that says um, subscribe or download. I think the wording is, I'll have to bring it up now and have a look, but it says download MP3 and uh, transcript of this episode or something to that extent. And that just leads people to a lead page, not actually a lead box in this instance, but that page, because someone's, as you said, has compliantly pressed on it once, they've taken one action and then are drawn to a decision head to head. I've got to close the page. I've got to opt in. I think we're getting somewhere around 70 to 80% conversion rate on average with those pages, which is just absolutely crazy numbers. Um, and it's for those exact reasons. There's nowhere for people to go other than, yes, I want it, or no, I don't. And most are going, yes, I want it. Yeah, you know what I love about that is that's something that when we implemented that same or something very similar to that in lead pages, uh, we found that we took our site-wide opt-in rate from half a percent to 10% site-wide, which is unbelievable. And all that was, all, the, the only way that we did that, and it only happened, it only took a month. The way that we did that was by doing specific lead magnets, specific giveaways at the bottom of each blog post, just like you're mentioning, you know, the, the actual MP3 and the transcript. And one way to take that further, James, I, I would encourage you, we were just like you, we were getting around a 70% conversion when at the bottom of the blog post, we were linking to a landing page. We switched it to lead boxes at the bottom of each blog post and it went up relative 30%. So we were getting around 90 to 95% conversion rate with the lead boxes. So I would encourage giving that a shot. So what are the lessons are, are there other than drawing people to a decision building compliance? Um, would another reason that that's been successful for me and it was so successful for you is that the offer's extremely relevant to the piece of content that they're viewing on that page? Yeah, that's exactly right. And and so what we do with with Conversion Cast, which is our podcast at Lead Pages, what we do is is every episode uh, we're getting some kind of each episode is kind of one tactic, right? So so you know you expand it, and we we talk about a few different things. Uh, I'm a simpleton, so for our podcast, I only can talk about one tactic before my brain shuts off. So. Uh, what what we do is at the the bottom of the blog post and and actually about seven different times throughout the blog post, there's a link to a lead box and we give away something. Uh, sometimes it's screenshots from that tactic. If it was a, a really cool split test, like James Shramko was on our show and he had a a split test between two landing pages. One had a background with an image of him. One had a, a white plain nothing on it background, and they converted exactly the same, which was really interesting. Uh, but they converted at 76% from from uh, his list, which is unbelievable. So 
uh, we, we included just screenshots of that and a quick breakdown that my assistant uh, wrote, right? So she wrote just a breakdown of the episode. It's not even a transcript. It's just, here's what it was. You know, it's like the, you know, who the guest is, what the test was, what the results were, and what you should take away from it. And we give that away. And that is getting us right now anywhere between 70 and 98% uh, conversion rate. So yeah, specific giveaway to what you're doing. And you can really give away anything. So think about this. Here's a couple of examples. So if you have a Let's say you have a blog where you teach people how to build stuff, right? I don't, I don't know. Um, or your your business is is you know tools or something like that. Well, what you could do is you can have a blog post about how to build like a picnic table, and then at the bottom of the blog post, have people opt in to download a PDF checklist that they can print out and take to the hardware store with them to make sure they get all the right supplies, right? Or you could do like you're doing, you know, a transcript. That's a great one. People are always like, ah, oh, but you know, it takes me another hour to build this lead magnet to give away. First off, if it's not worth an extra hour to get a 70% conversion rate, then you're doing something wrong. But second off, uh, you know, instead of a transcript, if you're not doing a podcast, if you're just doing a blog, just take that blog post, put it into a PDF and give away that PDF in exchange for people to enter their email address. And people say to me all the time, well, you know, uh, well, why would people want to, you know, enter their email address to download it. They already read the blog post. It's right there. Yes. However, people love to possess things. So people want to have something they can download and put on their hard drive. So you could do something like that, right? You could do a questionnaire. You could do a quiz. I mean, there are so many different things that you can do, but when you make it specific to the blog post, instead of just your general giveaway, your conversion rate will be unbelievable. Yeah, that's nuts. I mean, uh, again, drawing back to the example that I gave, that transcript that people download um, is also embedded in the blog post. Like, I mean, it's there for people to right. view. But it, you know, and I guess this is a this is a strong lesson to you know listeners out there. You don't need to go and create these. 25 series video sequence or a, a 60 page ebook guide this stuff can be simple and easy and doesn't need to take a huge amount of effort right yeah that's right the, the highest converting landing page that we have ever done at lead pages uh the giveaway the lead magnet as we call it was a one page pdf and it was a list of four or five tools uh that we used to make all of our videos so it had maybe 200 words of, of actual text on it. And then it had pictures, one picture of each one of the tools, which were like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a Logitech webcam and all this stuff. It was a simple list of tools. And that has outconverted uh, a free video course that took us a month to give away. It outperforming or it outperformed an ebook that took us two weeks to give away. And the one that, that just still drives me crazy, uh, Clay Collins, who is the CEO of Lead Pages. He once gave away an hour of his time. So an hour coaching with the CEO of a multi-seven-figure seven business uh, was giving away an hour of his time, and we got a higher conversion rate for a one-page PDF list of tools. <laughs> no, that's, in, that's absolutely insane. And I guess, you know, people now are faced with so many offers you know, in front of them on websites. I mean, there is opportunities to opt in and consume all over the place. But when you make that decision to opt in, you're also making that commitment to yourself to consume something. So, you know, it's almost like I've got to give up 20 hours of my time to get my way through that video sequence. Whereas if it's instantaneous, they can get through it quickly. It, there's a lot less resistance there for someone looking to uh, to opt in, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's simple. They can consume it very quickly. And the other thing is, you know, we talked about that decision. 
if you have a landing page to give away a list of five tools, you can't write a long form sales letter to give that away. And you can't have a 25 minute video to give it away. You almost have to make your landing page be very simple. And so a landing page for a, a, for a list of five tools would be something like free report reveals the five tools that I use to create all my videos, including my $80 HD video camera. And then the button just simply says, send me the list of tools. And it makes it so easy to make a decision. They don't have to read a whole page or watch a video. They just have to go, well, do I want the list of five tools? And then suddenly that decision becomes easy and they're more apt to make it. And then of course, more apt to make the decision you want them to make. Yeah, got it. Well, you, of course, I think you run a webinar, right, Tim? I think it's called the four most important pages in your business. Um, yep. We've perhaps mentioned a couple already. Outside that, those that we have mentioned so far, what other pages can we kind of optimize in our business for lead generation? Sure. So the one that I was just talking about, we call the resource guide landing page. So you give away a list of tools. And, and I'm going to encourage everybody to, no matter what your business is, give away a list of five tools or four tools or eight tools or whatever you want, a one-page PDF. It'll outperform whatever you're doing right now and you can set it up seriously in minutes. So that's the first one. The, the, the third one that I talk about, we talked about earlier is the webinar registration page, which again has been the highest converting thing that we've ever seen, ever. I mean, it outperforms everything. Um, but the second one that we haven't mentioned yet is, is the lesson page. And this is the page that we use for our autoresponder sequence right now. So if you opt in, if you go to leadpages.net, uh, for example, and you go to the top, there's a link that says free tutorial and you opt in, we send you a video uh, and we send you one every three days. And I think it's seven videos. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I recommend a minimum of six and, uh, and, and here's how it works. So somebody opts in right away, they get that, that resource guide, right? And we all know how to do that. We do it in, in Infusionsoft or Aweber or Entreport or whatever you're using. So that happens right away. But then three days after they opt in, uh, they're going to get an email from you. And the email doesn't have to be complex. It can be very simple. It could be something on the lines of, hey, we hope you enjoyed that list of tools. Obviously, call it what it actually is. Don't call it that list of tools. But, you know, we hope you enjoyed the, you know, the, the five tools that we use to create all of our videos. We wanted to give you something else fantastic to help you in your journey to creating free videos. So we created this awesome course uh, that, that's, you know, it's seven parts. And part one is going to teach you how to do X, Y, and Z. Click here to go check out part one. And then in the PS, you go, don't worry, part two will be coming in just a few days. That's it. And then you link to this lesson page. And what the lesson page is, and, and this is a, obviously we, we eat our own dog food. So we use a, a template inside of lead pages. Um, and and you, could, you could hire a developer to create it if you wanted to, or you could just use lead pages. Uh, and so what this is, is it's simple. On the page, the, the four main elements that are important, or actually I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna tell you five. One is it, it should say right on the page what part they're on and how many parts there are in the course. So for example, if you've got a seven part course, the first lesson should say part one of seven. And that's important because you want people to know that you're not gonna send them 700,000 parts, right? They, they, they need to know there are seven parts and they're gonna get all of them and they're on part one. The second thing is that it should have a progress bar. And the thing about the progress bar is human psychology tends to not like things that are incomplete. And so when there's a progress bar on the page and people are opening these emails, they're going to want to open all of the emails and watch all of the videos because they want to feel like they've completed it. And that progress bar will help them feel like they've completed it. So that's really important. The next thing is that it has social sharing buttons on it. But you don't want your social sharing buttons to link to that lesson because if somebody's on part three, and they click like on Facebook, you don't want all of their friends to just be able to hop in and watch part three. 
right? You want them to one, opt in, and then two, watch the entire course. So our, our pages, our lesson pages have those social sharing buttons that link to the landing page itself. So all of their friends have to opt in. So it grows your list and it makes pe- make sure people consume, uh, it makes sure that people consume all of your content. Uh, the fourth thing is that it has uh, comments, uh, you know, below the video, right? So people can leave comments just, you know, using Facebook. And again, uh, that those comments show up like people are commenting on your landing page. But they also, if somebody leaves a comment on video too, it leaves the same comment on all of the videos. So that's super powerful. And the fifth part is a combination of a video and a buy now button. So what you're gonna wanna do is have a video lesson. So if you've got seven of them, you're gonna have seven different video lessons. And in each lesson, spend about three minutes um, you know, giving some kind of high quality lesson that stands alone. And you know, this would be easy to do in any business because you're the expert. So you know, don't feel like uh, you're not sure what content to do. Just about anything that you can give away that's specific, that's gonna help solve one specific problem. That video needs to solve one specific problem, not a whole host of them, just one. Do that for the first three minutes and then in the last minute, tell people what they would get by buying your product or hiring you or whatever it is that you do. Tell them if they click the button below the video that they're gonna get X, Y, and Z. And it only take a minute. Don't make it a long pitch, just a simple pitch. And then when they click the button below the video, they'll they'll you know be sent to your sales page or your shopping cart or your PayPal or whatever it is. And that kind of autoresponder sequence that we have is bringing our business in over $10,000 per day in revenue just from that one channel. And so that's why at the beginning of this discussion, I said, I think webinars are important and they are absolutely something you need to be doing. But first, you should have your autoresponder sequence in place because you know if you're bringing in $10,000 per day in revenue, and that number might've even gone up, that's kind of an outdated number. But if you're bringing in $10,000 per day in revenue every single day, everything else that you do Uh, You can do with that peace of mind knowing that your automated sequence that you don't have to do anything for anymore is always working for you. And now you can try different webinars. I mean, I'm doing uh, anywhere between one to three webinars every single day. And some of them are the same. Some of them are different. Most of them are different. And, uh, And we can do that knowing confidently that we always have a consistent revenue stream that's always working. So that's kind of uh, that. That's kind of the second page that I encourage people to work on. Nice. And for someone who's, gosh, perhaps a little bit overawed by creating video content right now or, or putting something new together, could you use pre-existing content to load up to that sequence at least initially? Absolutely. And what I would encourage you to do though is make sure that each video has some kind of a very small sales pitch at the end of it. Uh, and people will tell you, no, don't do that. You know, run it like a launch. You know, only have people buy in the fourth video or whatever. But we get so many people that buy on video one or video two or video three uh, that I would definitely encourage it. But the way to do that is take your existing content, right? It can be something you already have. I don't care what it is. Take existing content, put it in there, have the, you know, the first lesson come in, but use something that we call a magic buy button, which is easy to do in lead pages. It's not as easy to do without lead pages, but it, you know you can find a developer that can do it. But make it make it so that you know. Let's say if you want, if you don't want to do videos, if you want to do like an existing blog post, that would be okay. But just make sure that you know figure out how long it takes somebody to read a certain part of the blog post, and then when there's a little pitch for your product, you set it up so that a buy now button will then appear on the page at that point. So what we do is. 
we know our videos have three minutes of content. And then right at that three minute mark, the pitch comes in. So we've got it set up. So when somebody gets to kind of that three minute mark of the, the video, the buy now button then appears. And the reason why that works is because it makes it so your content just looks like regular content. It doesn't look like any kind of a sales page. And so that means that people will consume all of your content. They will sit there, they will read your blog post or they will read you or they will watch your video or listen to your podcast or whatever it is. And they are not clicking around, prejudging, checking prices. They're consuming your content. You're doing a great job of giving them value. And then you make your pitch at the end and your pitch is really good and strong. And then that magic buy button appears and they're like, oh, okay, well, there it is. I might as well just buy from here. Yeah, well, I guess that's the the giving versus receiving page in action again, right? I mean, there's nothing um, there's nothing salesy about a content page that has no other form of content there other than a video when you first come to it. So um, certainly a lesson or two there. Tim, I want to talk to you about conversion optimization. I think something that um, you've got a, a deep knowledge in. What sort of elements of a, a web page do you recommend that people look at first? Because so many can, of course, alter the conversion rate. What sort of elements should we get started with testing, first of all? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the number one element that you should be testing uh, right away and probably on every one of your pages. Um, obviously, focus on your money pages, like your landing pages and your sales pages and your webinar registration pages. But the number one element uh, that we have found to have the most immediate and quick and, and, and just powerful impact is button copy. So we've done extensive testing on button copy. And a lot of the kind of old faithfuls are not working as well as they used to. So um, we found a bunch of different kind of examples of, of what works. And so here's kind of the first one is that has uh, really proven to be valuable is point of view. So um, we found that uh, when you have a button, uh, he here's an example is let's say on a button you have one that says, um, you know, uh, give me the guide, right? Or something like that. Or, or maybe uh, here's a better example. Create my account versus a button that says create your account and um you know I'm, I'm i love studying copywriting i think it's fascinating and there was an there's an amazing copywriter uh copywriter named eugene schwartz and uh, he said that you need to enter the conversation that your prospect is having in their own mind so uh, when somebody is looking at a button, they're not thinking about clicking it so that they can create they're not going i want to create your account they're going, I want to create my account. And so when you're writing button copy, uh, I encourage you to test something like point of view. Have it as if they were saying it. And there's a lot of different ways to do this. We just, uh, we're, we're right now in the middle of testing a, a webinar registration page to see if it works the same. And, and I'm very confident that it will. Another example is if you were to do something along the lines of start your free 30-day trial versus start my free 30-day trial. Again, uh, we we did a split test with this with one of our customers and they got 90% more signups for start my free 30-day trial than start your free 30-day trial. So that was really big. Uh, another one is immediacy, right? And so uh, a lot of people, if, if you're launching a new product or launching a new website or something like that, you know, we'll put up this coming soon page and that's all, that's great. Uh, but what a lot of people will do is they'll say, you know, uh, enter your email address to be notified when our page is going to, you know, when our page is live or something like that, or when this new product comes out. And that that probably works great for Apple. And that probably works great for really established brands that people get really excited about. But uh, the reality is for most companies and most brands, people are not sitting around 
waiting for your launch, okay? People are not like, oh my God, please notify me about the next time that you're gonna launch a new info product, right? I mean, they're just not doing it. I mean, even for you know fairly well-established brands, that's still not the case. So we, we found that having button text that says notify me actually doesn't work well. Uh, because it's kind of like, uh, I don't know when that's going to happen. I don't know when I'm going to get an email, right? But tell me more is immediate. It's right now, right? Tell me more means I'm going to find out something new right now. I'm going to get new information. So uh, an exact split test of that with a lot of a lot of traffic, actually, we found that tell me more got 30% more signups. Uh, and kind of the third element of button copy that we found that works really well is concreteness. So for a long time, the reigning champion of kind of button copy for like a free giveaway, like a download, was free instant access. And you'll still see that a lot of places. Um, so we've done a ridiculous amount of split testing, of split testing free instant access versus download now. And across the board, we're seeing download now get 90% higher uh, conversion rate than free instant access because like, I don't know what instant access is. What is instant access? What am I getting access to? When I get it, what am I gonna see? What am I gonna get? But download now is very clear. When I click that, I'm going to download something right now. So th that's kind of the, the first big element is testing button copy. The other two that I would encourage you to test, one would be uh, obviously the headline on your landing page or sales page. We found that to be, uh, that to have a significant impact on conversions. And then the other one, which I go back and forth between, uh, one is the background. So if you have a page where the background is is relevant, then uh, that would be it. If not, if you don't have a background or, or your page has you know a lot of other elements, the other thing would be kind of the, uh, the floating element. And that would be either a video, if you've got a video page or uh, an image of the giveaway or an image of you. And what we found to be important there is that either it's a very enticing, compelling image or it's something that directs people to the call to action. So one thing that we've been testing a lot is, uh, and, and I have found this to win every single time, is uh, instead of having just an image of the lead magnet, we've tested the image, like a cover of the lead magnet or whatever, versus the image of the lead magnet kind of blurred out and grayed out in the background with clear copy that says download and an arrow pointing to the button. And... Uh, we have found that to convert incredibly well because it drives the eye to the call to action. Yeah, well, that would make uh, make total sense. I'm sure there's plenty of examples of uh, these pages in action. So I'm going to encourage listeners to head on over to leadpages.net to, to check those out. But Tim, I don't want to leave this conversation without asking you about traffic because we are, of course, on the Traffic Jam podcast if I was to take a sneak peek right now inside the analytics for leadpages.net, what would I find as being your top traffic source right now? Uh, I would probably say our, and this is tough for me because I don't do a lot with our traffic, but if I were to guess, uh, I would say our number one traffic source would be um, probably from SEO. So we we are really crushing it in SEO. We All of the top keywords we are uh, on the front page of Google and very close to the top. Uh, so I would say that's it. But I will, I'll share with you something that might be valuable um, in terms of traffic is that we have found right now for us that we're driving a lot of Facebook ads to uh, Facebook tabs. So we have landing pages inside of our Facebook tabs and the conversion with that traffic coming from Facebook ads to a Facebook tab is just unbelievable. It crushes just about any other um, any other kind of, uh, you know, paid traffic that we've been doing. 
Yeah, well, that would make sense completely. I guess keeping people within the same environment that they've come from um, certainly builds a certain amount of trust, um, which I'm sure would affect conversion. So uh, a good lesson there to leave us with. Tim, I want to close things out now. You've been extremely generous with your time and your expertise. Where can people go and find out a little bit more about you and connect with you on the interwebs? Absolutely. Well, the best place I would say would be uh, leadpages.net. But if you want a little bit more um, kind of training, you know, and, and we're going to be doing that webinar, like you mentioned, we're going to go in depth and I'm going to break down some of those pages you talked about. Uh, we're going to be doing a, a, a live training coming up on Thursday. So if you want to check that out, just go to leadpages.net slash webinar and you'll get a chance to uh, to check out that that live training with yours truly. And I do a Q&A and answer questions all throughout the webinar. So it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, Tim Page, thank you. Been uh, been a pleasure having you on the show. Listeners, to find out more about Tim and for a link to all of the resources mentioned in today's show, head on over to trafficjamcast.com and select episode page 42. That was Tim Page with conversion lessons galore in that interview. I'm sure you would agree. If you didn't manage to take away at least one thing from the show that could potentially lift your business 25 to 50% over the next six months or so, then I think you were listening with your fingers in your ears. <laughs> Thank you guys, as always, for listening into this episode. I'll be back again with another show in about seven days from now, where I think we're going to have copywriting on the agenda. So make sure you tune back in for that one. In the meantime, subscribe via iTunes and Stitcher Radio. And you can do that by going to trafficjamcast.com forward slash iTunes or trafficjamcast.com forward slash Stitcher. For a direct link to all Traffic Jam episodes, go to trafficjamcast.com where you can join the discussion on this episode, get links to all of the resources mentioned today and download a full transcript of the show. Also head on over to the main website, veravo.com for more traffic tips and training and to learn how I can help you get more traffic to your website. We, of course, end this week's show with the Traffic Jam and it's the track this week, of course, chosen by Tim Page. He's picked a track by the Ataris and the track title is called In This Diary. So enjoy the track to play out the show and I'll see you back here again real soon. Here in this diary, I write you visions of my summer.
Subscribe for future episodes. Check out the website, trafficjamcast.com.